When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias. Yes, welcome to Without Bias on this Tuesday night. Darren Parkin sitting in for Sam Hargroves is enjoying a well-earned break. We are here for Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives and celebrating bowlers' lives every day. Don't forget to visit tobinbrothers.com.au for their bowls membership offer. Uh, we're going to head across to WA at the moment. We've got the 2019 Australian champion of champions. We're going to catch up with a couple of competitors at the South Perth Bowls Club. This event running from Wednesday to Friday. In a moment, Ray Pierce representing New South Wales. Carla Krasanich will join us a little bit later on. And we'll catch up with the boss, Neil Dalrymple, also to get a bit of an inside word as to what is a really exciting period for uh, for bowls in this country going forward. But as we said, Ray Pierce to join us uh, first cab off the rank. And, And Ray, thank you very much for your time. No, thank you, Darren. Thanks for having me. So how does the, the program go for, for you? When did you arrive in, in WA, I guess, just to acclimatise and, and settle yourself in? Yeah, well, it's, been a little bit, it's been a little bit funny, um, you know, because we won our state events uh, this time last year. Uh, but so the preparation leading up to this, I arrived here uh, in Perth uh, yesterday afternoon and uh, I went straight to the accommodation, just had a bit of dinner. I got up this morning and went for a walk around the harbour and had a bit of a practice about lunchtime today and... Uh, now we're just uh, chilling down at the club, uh, waiting for the uh, opening ceremony. And in terms of your own sort of training and, and preparation, is it a case you do all of that in the lead-up and, and once you're over there, it's just a case of settling in, clearing the mind, relaxing and, and making sure you're fresh? Yeah, well, I had a pretty hectic uh, probably eight to, to ten weeks after the Australian Open, uh, the Asia Pacifics, and then we went over to the UK uh, and then had the Golden Nugget uh, singles up at Tweedheads there for... Yeah, so that ran over about eight to ten weeks. So I had a bit of a break um, at the end of uh, August, early September, um, and then played a, a quick event down at uh, Moema at the Prestige uh, Pairs event down there just to get a bit of touch back before uh, before coming over to Perth. Is there a case of, and we often hear this with, with other sports, cricketers, tennis players, those sorts of things, where sometimes you you can overtrain or you can overwork it, but you get to the point where you know you're in touch. So, so for you, is it a case of, if you know your form's been pretty solid, you'll train until you're feeling okay and just go, well, I've got a bit of rhythm, that's it. I, I won't necessarily have to tick the box of two hours here, four hours here. It's really a case of whether you feel good or not. Yeah, that's, that's probably spot on, yeah. I mean, I've... Uh, our calendar in New South Wales is is uh, full on, and that you know, and that's not including the state uh, the state events and the Australian duties as well. So um, I'm constantly constantly playing. Uh, look, obviously our form always you know bounces up and down all the time, and uh, you know if the form's not uh, 100% where we want it, uh, usually try and get out there and, and correct it pretty quickly. But 
uh, in general, if you're playing a lot, usually your form is okay and you try and uh, keep that trend. But um, obviously, if there's a bit of a break like I had, I tried to uh, get down to Moama, trying to get a bit of touch back and got here a day early and got on the green just for the afternoon uh, just, to, just to fill the greens out um, here at South Perth. And, you know, the greens are very good. Uh, the club's very well presented, so I'm really looking forward to a, a pretty good week. Do you feel that, um, you know, in terms of touch with, with your career, if you look at the last, say, 12 months or so, winning the, the Australian Championships last year in, in, at the end of 2018 and bronze and silver in singles and pairs in the Asia-Pacific Championships this year, that, that you sort of well, you, you have been going over the last 12 months as, as well as you ever have? Uh, well, last year was obviously uh, one of the, the better years uh, that I had. I've had over at the high level. But um, uh, to be honest with you, I, I'm, I felt that I've been struggling a little bit uh, going through. Even though uh, we come off uh, the Australian Open pairs win with uh, with Aaron Sheriff, um, I felt my form was um, a little average coming through uh, the Golden Nugget and uh, the Asia Pacific Games. Um, that was pretty disappointing. Uh, result in both of those events so um, like I said their form is always up and down but um, uh, played quite well down down at Moama last week uh, in the pairs down there um, so I'm, I'm feeling in pretty good touch um, and in a better headspace uh, going into uh, into this week. In terms of your your biggest threats we, we hear the names like uh, Eric uh, Johannes and and obviously Nathan Bush from from Victoria uh, how do you uh how do you sort of see the competition? I know most of the people are sort of leaning your way when they're they're talking about selections, but but who do you see as the the main dangers? Oh look, I don't, I don't really want to, <laughs> I don't really want to uh, put a name out there. But look, all these uh, all these winners here, you know, have obviously come through undefeated uh, through their club, district, zone, uh, and their state. So you know, everyone that's that's here this week is is in pretty good touch. Um, you know, there's a couple of you know well-known names in the draw, but Look, anybody can beat anybody in this game, and um, I think that's how we have to treat it. You know, you have to respect, uh, you know, all your opponents, and, and I'm sure it works back in my way too. So, uh, but it's, look, it's going to be a fierce competition. The weather's supposed to be great. Uh, like I said, the club's um, put forward uh, and presented very well. The green is is very very true. Um, so the competition and and the um, the caliber of bowls is going to be very good. Now, um, part of the, the 10 news over in Perth this evening as well with Carla Krasanich, who, who is going to join us shortly. So uh, it's always nice getting that continued cut through into you know the, the mainstream media services and, and great, obviously, acknowledgement and, and recognition of the competition. Yeah, and also the club that's put you know that, that put their name up um, for this event as well. You know, it's a good uh, it's good advertising for them. And look, at any time we can get lawn bowls, you know, through. You know, so any kind of media, um, especially on on live television, is is only a plus for the sport. So, um, you know, hopefully we can put on a good, nice, nice little interview uh, this afternoon, and um, yeah, give give the image uh, what it needs. And what's next for you after this? So obviously we're rolling into the the middle stages of October in terms of sort of rounding out the year for you. Where do you head after this? Yeah, I'll head back home for a couple of days. Um, head back to work for a couple of days. Uh, and then fly back over here into Perth for the um, the Everest Singles, uh, the you know one of the, the richest singles event uh, there is. And uh, yeah, so that that'll run for four or five days. We're playing a little pro-am pairs tournament uh, just as a promotion for the Dudley Park members over there, which is sh- uh, should be exciting for for everybody. Um, and after the Everest, have a few weeks off, 
until the multi-nations start um, up on the Gold Coast. That's the next uh, major event, um, wearing the green and gold. Fantastic. All right, well, good luck uh, starting uh, tomorrow. Thanks for, for giving us some of your time and, and hopefully a really strong uh, finish to the year over the, uh, over the next couple of months for you. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. We'll get a breakaway still to come on Without Bias. Carla Krasanich will join us. She's also taking part in the Australian Champion of Champions at South Perth Bowls Club and also Neil Dalrymple, the boss. We'll have, have a bit of a chat to us as well for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. From the white outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Welcome back to Without Bias on 11.16 SEN. Darren Parkin is my name. Filling in for Sam Hargraves. We're here for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating bowlers' lives every day. Don't forget to visit tobinbrothers.com.au for their bowls membership offer. We're heading straight back to Western Australia now. We caught up with Ray Pearce earlier ahead of the 2019 Australian Champion of Champions, the event staged at South Perth Bowls Club from tomorrow through until Friday, and we're going to jump into the big V now, and Carla Krasanich representing Victoria uh, as a previous winner of this tournament back in home state in 2016, and looking obviously to uh, deliver the goods again, an extremely decorated career, Australian Championship uh, gold medalist in the singles last year, won this event as we said in, in 2016, and some terrific results overseas as well. Uh, gold in the triples in the Asia-Pacific Championships this year. Bronze as well. Uh, gold in the Com Games 4s and the Com Games triples for 2018 as well. Carla, thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. No, no worries at all. Uh, obviously over in, in WA ahead of it as a, a previous winner of this tournament. Uh, I guess how are the confidence levels? And, and I guess it must be a... A nerve settler going into these big tournaments, knowing that you've done, I guess, as much as you have. Uh, yes and no. Um, I suppose it's been three years since I won it in 2016, so um, yeah, this is my first chance um, to try and win the title again. So, um, looking forward to the next few days. But I think every tournament you go into, you know, hoping to do well and, and wanting to play well. So, yeah, I've, I've obviously won a few things in the past, but yeah, keen to go well again this year and. See what happens. It has been a big, well, it's been a big career, but, but certainly looking at the the last eighteen months, the the Australian Championships gold uh, last year and the Commonwealth Games success uh, that you were able to generate, and then into the Asia Pacific Championships uh, this year as well, uh, you must be uh, delighted with what you've been able to to achieve. How are you feeling form wise in terms of sort of carrying that through? Yeah, it has been a pretty busy eighteen months. We obviously had Commonwealth Games, which was humongous last year. Um, and then, yeah, we kept the ball rolling, um, managed to win the Australian Championships in the last year, and we've had Asia Pacifics not long ago. Um, so, yeah, it's busy, 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 but I, I have been lucky over the winter. I've had um, a couple months off, which has been, I think, a good thing for the form. Um, I think it's good to have a break and um, refresh and, you know, get that hunger to win again. Absolutely. And, and in terms of that, I mean, going over there, who do you, you see as a... You probably don't want to isolate players directly, but, but who do you see as the... The major threats. There are obviously quite a few that are that are looking in reasonable form, in, including uh, Colin Orr, who, who won the event a couple of years ago. I think the year after you. Yeah, the the uh, women's field is really really strong this year. Obviously, everyone's um, 
playing well and in good form. They've won their, you know, their club singles and their region, their state to get here. So um, all the players are going to be tough, but um, I think the field is quite strong in the women this year. Like you mentioned, Colleen Orr, then you've got Dawn Heyman, who's come off an, an amazing last couple of months winning the Australian title, been introduced to the Australian team and, um, yeah, uh, winning, I think, her state singles as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of strong players. You've got Caitlin Inch, who plays for New Zealand as well in the field. Uh, Nolene Abbey, who's a local over here. So um, there's not going to be any easy games. So <laughs> it's going to take it one game at a time, I guess. For those who are, uh, I guess, keen to track the path, uh, in terms of your path through here, going through club region and, and state events sort of unscathed, what, what is the, the step-by-step process that gets you to a, a tournament like this? Yeah, well, I, this is one of my favourite tournaments because of that reason, you have um, come through undefeated. So um, it starts off at your club level. So I um, obviously had to beat some strong players at my own club level. Got young Michaela Long, who's a Victorian um, player as well and a Victorian Open champion. Um, then my region and, of course, then the then the state one as well. So, yeah, I guess it's one game at a time. It seems like a really long time ago now because we're about to start our club singles again. So it's sort of like a 12-month process just to get here. Yeah, that's right. And and in terms of your own level of, of preparation, we spoke to Ray earlier about uh, how, you know, it's a case of just making sure you're feeling okay rather than necessarily ticking boxes saying, I have to train, I, I sort of have to do this to that level. How is it for you? Is there a point where you're just like, well, I know I'm in good touch, so sort of that's where I am. I don't want to overcomplicate it too much. Yeah, um, I definitely don't want to overthink it too much, but I have been here a few days now. I came over a bit earlier knowing that uh, we're playing on a synthetic surface. Um, it's a lot different to our greens at home now. Victoria was sort of at the beginning of our season and our greens are sort of only running sort of 12, 13 seconds. So came over a few game, days early, got a bit of um, time on the green, but also done a bit of holidaying as well. <laughs> so why not when you're in a lovely place like this and the weather's beautiful, the sun's shining. So, yeah, a bit of, bit of training, but also a um, bit of relaxation time and, yeah, really excited to get into the games now. How far did you trek for the, the holidaying stuff? Just like a Cottesloe or did you go a bit further? Or We've um, just been staying here in Perth, but we've ventured to Rottnest Island and checked out Kings Park today. So done all the local attractions. So, yeah. Fantastic. One of the better cities, Perth, that is for sure. Uh, the, the men's and women's winners of this event obviously aff- uh, afforded entry into next year's World Champion of Champions, which is uh, in Adelaide. So that, that obviously provides the, the, the home advantage there, but it's a really good carrot for whoever can get through this to, to get that opportunity on the world stage as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I obviously got the chance last time when I won the 2016 and then went to St John's for the World Championships up in New South Wales. Um, obviously came home a bit disappointed not grabbing a medal so to have the chance to go again and try and do that one step better um, that's I guess the goal of this week to to try and get over the line this week and give myself another chance at a world championship You have got a big six months ahead though the 2020 World Bowls Championships in in May and defending two gold medals there obviously got a couple of gold medals from the Com Games last year uh, which we're some distance away from from working towards in, in 2022 but uh, in terms of steps, what are the steps between, say, now and and next May and, and making sure you get to the, the World Bowls Championships in, in good order? Yeah, the next um, three to four months are really important to try and make that team. Um, all over Victoria and Australia, we've got amazing women's bowlers. Everyone's playing well. So to try and make that team to, to have the chance to go back to the World Championships in um, May next year is, 
you know, it's really important to me. So um, all the events, major events, I'll be trying to play well in, um, training hard from now on, I guess, and, yeah, seeing what happens. And hopefully, you know, a good week this week will help me on my goal to make the team for the World Championships. Now, uh, Stockland and, and Bowls Australia on, on a side note, and uh, it's probably difficult to to figure out how you've sort of found time around all of this for, for this as well. But Stockland and Bowls Australia have partnered for a fourth year to help boost the health and well-being of more than 12,000 residents living in Stockland retirement villages across the country. As part of this partnership, uh, Carla is hosting a, a number of free coaching clinics at Stockland retirement villages in the future, uh, professional tips and instructions to attendees, etc. Uh, you've done a few of those over the, the, the last year. You seem to be a big advocate for you know the physical and, and mental health benefits that the sport of bowls can have on senior Australians. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of that experience? Yeah, I've been lucky to have been involved in quite a few of these coaching clinics all around Melbourne. Um, yeah, get to go along and spend a couple of hours at the village, and these villages are amazing. So, you know, contemplate sometimes when I can move into one. There's got a lot of <laughs> facilities in there. Uh, yeah, and get the chance to meet the residents, and um, you know, they say a coaching clinic, but it's, it's a pretty relaxed environment. We have a bit of fun, and I I really enjoy it myself because I get the chance to meet um, you know the people that are sitting at home supporting us on the on the bowl shows and things. So, um, and get the chance to show them a few tips. But uh, yeah, it's just a really enjoyable day and I love being a part of it and obviously having the chance to give something back to the community. And um, it's a, a form of physical exercise that, that obviously provides a bit of fun. They often say, you know, if you're in those facilities, you need to stay active and, and maybe go for a walk and these sorts of things. But when you're playing a sport and, and competing in, in that sort of sense, it's it's a way of obviously bringing that fun and, and engagement into as well, which is provides uh, many benefits in terms of the, the mental stimulation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Bowls is um, amazing sport, especially for people who are in their older years. You can take it up. It doesn't matter what age you are. So we often at the clinics get a lot of people come down for the first day to have their first chance at bowling. And yeah, like you said, it's a sport that you, you accidentally are being active. You're enjoying yourself. You're engaging with other people and, and being active at the same time. Half the time you don't even realise you're exercising because you're having so much fun. So... Um, yeah, I think it's a fantastic sport for everybody, but particularly great for people who are getting on in their later years and don't want to be jumping and running around, um, but still have that physical exercise and the chance to socialise and have fun with other people. I think that's a great way of putting it, accidentally exercising. It. Uh, I like yeah. that. But uh, but Carla, good luck for uh, for tomorrow and, and hopefully we do see you in the other uh, world champion of, of, of champions again and, and that there is a two-time winner out of this event and that you can double up from uh, from 2016. We, we wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Carla Krasanich joining us there on the program. We are now going to speak with Bowls Australia CEO Neil Dalrymple. Been a very busy time for uh, Bowls in Australia and will remain the case for at least the, the next little while. It's certainly a bumper spring and summer period, even moving into the middle stages of next year with the World Championships being hosted on the Gold Coast across the May-June period. And plenty of exciting things happening. Neil, thank you very much for joining us. No worries, Darren. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, looking back before we look forward, uh, we've spoken about all of the, the World Championships and, and the like coming up, which we'll touch on soon. But the Under-18s Championships last week for the for the next wave that we have coming through, you had a good look at that? I did, yeah. That was up at uh, Bendigo, at the Bendigo Bowls Club, and a really strong area for bowls uh, in that region. Uh, it's about 14 clubs uh, that exist in the Bendigo region, and they're they're all beautiful clubs, beautiful greens, and uh, yeah, the best of our um, 
youth were on show there at Bendigo. All the states and territories were represented, and uh, Queensland came out on uh, on top with uh, New South Wales basically the uh, the overall second place. And uh, yeah, we we saw a number of young uh, male and female uh, under eighteen bowlers. Um, show their form and um, and two bowlers in particular have been now selected from that event to represent Australia at the uh, the Trans-Tasman later this year which is a chap called Jake Wynn from Queensland and also Kira Burke, a former Victorian who was also um, now living in Queensland. So it's fantastic to hear about that, that next wave so watch out for, for those names. Um, also coming up later this month, so about three weeks from now, uh, you got your awards night and, and Hall of Fame dinner as well, where we're going to obviously celebrate some some terrific contributions. Yes, we have. We've got um, this is a, an annual event that uh, a biannual uh, opportunity to induct the um, Hall of Fame legends and also a Hall of Fame inductees. So yeah, a number of people have been. Uh, have been uh, advised of their elevation and um, that's going to be fantastic for them. And obviously we've also got our uh, national awards night. So we recognise volunteers, coaches, officials, and obviously um, players uh, across the country, including the disabled bowlers too. So we have about nine awards up for grabs and, um, but then yeah, makes it a pretty full night on the Gold Coast. And uh, it's a great celebration of, of what's happened over the last 12 months. Now, the sport's been kicking a lot of goals, and in terms of participation numbers, we're, we're certainly seeing that um, certainly seeing that verified. But launching a, a new campaign uh, tomorrow, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what to expect from that? Sure, Darren. No, look, we're, uh, we're actually set out, setting out to do a, uh, some uh, commercials uh, around a uh, national marketing campaign. So we're actually doing the uh, filming tomorrow at the uh, Turak Bowling Club, and... Um, so that's going to um, put together, I suppose, a campaign that's going to target 30, 40 and 50-year-olds, uh, males and females. We're, I suppose what we're looking for, Darren, is the next generation of bowlers and um, into the future. And whilst we know bowls can be played by young, by middle-aged and certainly for older people, older Australians, but uh, we're certainly uh, quite specific about our target market. And uh, so our commercials and our our posters and our marketing collateral that we'll put together will target that demographic. And, um, yeah, these these will come to light over the next uh, couple of months, obviously, throughout summer. And um, hopefully we'll keep, hold us in good stead for the years to come in terms of uh, attracting more participants and members to the sport. For more information on a lot of this as well, you can uh, check out uh, the Bowls show via the uh, the Bowls Australia website as well, which aired with Jack Heverin, who, who caught up with Neil as well last Sunday. But we spoke about the world exposure a little bit earlier and um, with Carla a few moments ago. But the other world championships mm. on the Gold Coast in, in May and, and June uh, headlining uh, what is a, a bumper year. We know we've had some great yep. success from an Australian point of view in the in the Com Games last year yes. and, and hoping for some this week. But, but uh, that's obviously a big event. Yeah, it is, yeah, Darren. And uh, I mean, it's a bit like our Olympics. Every four years, the World Championships come around, and we're probably fortunate to be able to host them on the Gold Coast. And given that, you know, we're back at Broadbeach and uh, Club Helensvale and also Musgrave Hill are the three host clubs. But uh, the fact that we've got Broadbeach, and that's where the Commonwealth Games, as you say, were in uh, 2018. And the success we've had there on those greens really holds us in good stead for a great performance in May, June next year. And, and encourage any of the listeners, if they're thinking of wanting to come and watch some great world championship bowls action, then uh, certainly the Gold Coast will be the place to be in uh, May, June next year. And 
Yeah, we've got Birmingham Commonwealth Games in 2022. That's the next kind of major championship after 2020. So, um, so our focus goes to the Northern Hemisphere. It's a completely different game up there. But um, yeah, first and foremost will be success on the Gold Coast next year. Which would be wonderful to see. Neil, thank you very much for, for joining us and, and good luck with everything going forward. It's a busy time and, and long may it continue. Cheers, Darren. Thanks for your support. This has been Without Bias for Toe Brothers Funerals, celebrating bowlers' lives every day. Don't forget to visit tobinbrothers.com.au for their bowls membership offer and check out the podcast online by searching Without Bias on iTunes. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.